Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you folks? Hope you are all keeping well out there on podcast land. Now, right now, at the moment, the bagpiping world is in a little bit of a state of madness, as is the rest of the world with all of this pandemic nonsense. But I'm hoping you guys are keeping the best out there. Now, right now, actually... Uh, myself, I'm actually filming a video for our Patreon folks. So right at the very beginning of this podcast, I have to give you a full disclosure. Uh, part of this podcast is actually being filmed for Patreon people. So if you'd like to help support the show, then you can do. Go and click support over there on our Patreon page. Every click really does mean the world to us. And uh, we love our Patreon faithful over there. And uh, yeah, this last while, in fact, this past week, we've been documenting uh, all of the goings on behind the scenes with ourselves and the Rabshu team, the production of each episode and stuff. There's a lot of video content that's been uploaded on our Patreon page this last while, so it's been quite a busy week in the Rab Show team, and so you've got quite a lot to watch, actually, over there on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. It's been an interesting week, and we're about to talk about it on this week's podcast. So, yes, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming, which is not really happening at the moment, and we'll talk about that. Uh, But yeah, like I said, check out our huge back catalogue, well over 200 plus episodes now, so we've got a massive wealth of content that you can check out at your leisure. I'm sure there's nothing at this point in the piping world that we haven't talked about, so there's bound to be something there for everyone, indeed. Now, also, don't forget that you can send us in your listener mail each and every week. We do start a podcast with listener mail, and this week's no different. Our email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we love hearing from you guys. And this week has been quite busy on the comment front, so, um, yeah, we'll get to that. <clears throat> I'll do my best not to spoil the topics before I talk about them, but it's, it's going to be fun. I'll, I'll take it like that's, that's going to be fun. All right. Now, if you haven't already, please do consider going over and visiting thebigrabshow.com and our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo. Yes, this week we are going to be talking to Andrew Douglas. I'm sure you've seen the title of this week's episode. Uh, But our ongoing promotion with the Dojo will be ending. And I have to keep telling you this because you should take advantage of it now when you have the opportunity uh it's yeah (laughs) it's up there it's been there for a good while so if you've been sitting on the fence and saying to yourself i'll check that out eventually well go and do it now for one dollar worth of a sign up fee you get 30 days of dojo premium and you know they drop the paywall on absolutely everything so for one dollar you can take the entire website for a spin all of their social media groups all of that stuff and it costs you a dollar for 30 days. And so if after 30 days, then you decide to keep it on, then brilliant. You're already 30 days into your journey. But if not, then hey, what have you lost? A bit of time poking around a website and you've lost a dollar, you know? No biggie. 
So there you go. Honestly, guys, take advantage of that offer now when it's still there on our website, bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, because that will be disappearing very soon. Now, a number of folks actually have still been continuing to ask questions about Rab Show merch. Now, ourselves in the UK, we are still in the throes of Brexit. And especially here in Northern Ireland, where it seems to have been hitting us particularly hard. And whenever it comes to shipping items anywhere outside of Northern Ireland, even if it's going to mainland UK or Scotland, it seems to cost us an arm and a leg. No explanation as to why, but it seems to be Northern Ireland is like a a foreign country that's just left the planet and costs like 50 quid to send a two pence piece you know it's it's crazy so the postage rates at the moment are just scandalous so we can't afford really to sell merch online at the moment it would just cost too much to ship it to you uh so we're hoping the brexit mess will be ended very soon for us retailers and uh yeah we can start selling some big rab show merch again so yeah, if you do want to get your hands on Rab Show merch, we will let you know when the shop is back up again. We do know there's a number of you, actually, who want to grab hood hoodies and stuff. And, uh, yeah, we did mention it in previous podcasts about the new zip-up hoodie that will be coming. And on other new design products as well. So, yeah, we will keep you posted. Don't worry. As soon as the shop's back up again, we'll let you know. Okay. All right, I think that's the domestics out of the road. Well, let me, let's get into the, yeah, the meat of it, shall we? BigRabShow at gmail.com Our listener mail each and every week is always very entertaining and this week is no different uh, because um, we got a, quite a lot of mail on a certain topic uh, about the snake charmer and we'll talk more about that in a little bit but first of all I want to address a little bit of uh, email that we received in from uh, yeah, this one's from Piper Jim Do you hate having the things that you like provided to you in overabundance? Does it hurt your feelings when something that you voluntarily clicked on doesn't stop of its own volition when you vaguely feel that it ought to? Have I got the system for you? By using our patented method, you can say goodbye to the days of being forced to listen to a silly Irishman blather on and on about a niche world of strange instruments and competitions. Just follow these three simple steps for a life of bagpipe news listening nirvana. Step one. Speed it up. Find that little button that says 1x and click it up to 1.5x or 2x or even higher. Suddenly, the hour-long episode that's been making you sad is only 30 minutes long. And bonus, Rab sounds like he's on cocaine. Step 2. Our scientists have been hard at work in our secret laboratories and have finally developed a revolutionary device. We call it the pause button. It's been discreetly installed on all podcast streaming platforms and devices. It looks just like two little drumsticks lying next to each other, perfectly still and peaceful, not being used by an annoying drummer to tippity-tap on every surface within reach. Just click it, and you're able to take even the longest of podcast episodes in small, easy-to-digest chunks. How small? As small as you'd like. So small, in fact, that if it was a trailing drone, you'd still win the world. Step three, find something better to do with your time. Complaining about a podcast episode being too long is an issue that you should only tackle after you've solved COVID-19, Brexit, all wars, hunger, cancer, poverty, the early E epidemic, racism, sexism, the American healthcare system, the American prison system, the terrible R2 sports interface, three-legged dogs, and the crabgrass overtaking your front lawn. After all those things have been taken care of, and only then, should you be spending any of the time or energy that God gave you on this green earth to email anyone to say that their podcast episodes are too long. 
<laughs> wow, can I say that that is absolutely epic? So yeah, thank you so much for that. That's simply outstanding. Thank you. Um, now we did not encourage it. We did not encourage Piper Jing, piping Jim to make that for us. That was completely off his own back. Uh, that's his thoughts. Um, but hey, it was hilarious. Whenever we received that, the Rab Show team were all increases laughing at that. That was fantastic. Thank you, Jim. And uh, yes, if you guys out there want to send us in any of your own listener mail, any of your voicemails for that matter, then you know where to go. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Indeed. All right. Now, the Big Rab Show podcast is in the process of putting together some huge episodes coming up. And we do know that we've been working on an episode now for months, months and months. And we've been telling you guys about it. Of course, we're talking on the topic of sexism. Now, this is a huge area and quite a controversial one with a lot of very deep and hurt feelings on some some parts. And uh what we're finding is that it's incredibly difficult to put this together and do the topic justice. Now, what we're in the process of doing at the moment is that The Rab Show has actually launched an online questionnaire where you can fill it in completely anonymously and you can tell us about your experience or maybe no experience of sexism in the piping world. There's a series of questions on there on that questionnaire and uh, you can fill in as many as you wish and you can leave out as many as you wish. It is completely anonymous. There's no names associated with it. So there's no identifying factors to either you or anyone else that you may be talking about. So please do consider it. Go over to The Big Rab Show on Facebook. Uh, we've already received about 60 to 70 odd responses on it. So it's a bit slow, uh, but we do understand that people would find this to be a quite difficult topic to talk about. So yeah, help us inform our conversation. We have put out this anonymous questionnaire to ask people of their experiences of sexism in the piping world. So we can talk about your stories here on the show, totally anonymous, of course, but we can, you know, draw from some level of experience from folks out there in the piping scene. Also, I would like to put the, just the general call out there to everyone in the piping world, especially to females of the piping world. Guys, I know that it's this, this is an incredibly difficult topic to talk about, but we are specifically wanting to talk to women in the piping scene to talk about this incredibly difficult topic. Now, we did have some people lined up to talk to us, and we were almost about to hit the go button, but unfortunately, a few have dropped out, so we are now back to the drawing board. So I think this is quite an emotive topic, you know, and one that could be seen as controversial, so give it some thought, and if you would like to be part of our sexism episode, then please do get in contact with us. We would like to hear from you and bring your voice, your story, and your opinions on such a huge topic and bring it to the show. We do feel that it's important to reflect it accurately, so that's a, this is why it's taken so long for us to put it together. We have had a number of folks asking, Rab, come on, how long does it take to put an episode together? Uh, well, in this case, seeing how we've already done it once and we've done it badly. We give my own singular opinion. Now we're reaching out to the piping scene and we've so far received over 70 opinions. And we're now looking for a panel of people as well, uh, you know, of a mix of sexes that we can talk about this topic. So it's taken a while, but we will get there. That email address again, if you would like to be a part of the show, 
bigrabshow at gmail.com or even at that if you want to contact us on our social media you can catch us on facebook or on twitter you know where we are just catch us the big rab show and that's where you can get a hold of us in the meantime if you would like to remain anonymous and you don't want us to mention names or anything like that but you still want to share your experiences and opinions on sexism then go along to our facebook page uh, it was posted on the 29th of january um, our anonymous survey will remain up there for about another week, another couple of weeks, something like that, just so we can gauge opinion from as many different sources around the piping scene as we can. So there you are. That's where you go and do it. Okay. Now, I did mention at uh, the very start of the podcast, maybe I was a little bit cryptic about it, but just to give you a full explanation as to what we're doing on Patreon at the moment, we are really upping our content. Over there on Patreon. Now, we came up with this idea of a bit of a video diary where you guys get to join the Big Rab Show team for a week. And full disclosure, you get to see, warts and all, what it's like to be part of the Big Rab Show team during the middle of a pandemic. Zoom meetings, terrible haircuts, script writing sessions that last until 2 in the morning. It's a little bit of a madhouse sometimes. Uh, So yeah, we started a bit of a video series exclusively over there on Patreon. If you would like to join the Rab Show team for a week, uh, we've called it after one of our favourite TV shows. We've actually called it How It's Made. I think it's on the Discovery Channel. You ever watch that? Where the camera crew goes into the factory and they just watch the machines going around. Kerchunk, kerchunk, kerchunk. I could watch that show for hours, man. So, yeah, that's the whole idea behind this video series is that you get to spend a whole week with the Rab Show team, with myself and the rest of the guys. You know, we're in the production of the Rab Show. So, yeah, the production of this very episode right now, um, yeah, is being filmed. So you can actually watch this on Patreon. <laughs> Ah, there's not much to see. Um, But yeah, it's being filmed right now for Patreon. So if you would like to go and support us and be part of the Patreon faithful, then go over there now. Click support and you get your access to all of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio shows. They're all up there for catch up, which is two hours of live piping and drumming every week. Plus you get episodes of uh, Rab Show Plus, which are exclusive as well, which never see the light of day. They're exclusive to Patreon. Plus you also get this brand new video series, Spend a week with the Rab Show team. There you go. We've called it How It's Made. How It's Made. Now, unfortunately, we have seen a bit of a dip in Patreon support. Now, we do understand times are hard. and We're not saying that you guys need to click support on Patreon because we do know, you know, it is a very difficult time at the moment with the global pandemic and everything. You know, possibly dropping a fiver a week, to, or not fiver a week, a fiver a month to your favorite pod maybe isn't top of the priority list when you're trying to put bread on the table. But, yeah, if you do have, you know, the means to kind of help support your favorite pod, then why not? You know, we would really appreciate it. And, of course, we're doing our best to kind of give you some real cool exclusive content over there on Patreon. So there you go. I know it sounds like a massive advertisement. It isn't really. We just wanted to point you in the direction of that because we're doing some quite cool stuff over there on Patreon. There you go. Shout out to the Patreon faithful. Okay. Now, right here on The Big Rab Show, we've got quite a number of pretty cool interviews coming your way in the next few shows. I have to say a massive shout-out, actually, to Cameron Barnes and Methyl and District Pipe Band. Did you guys see this? Yeah, they managed to hit the charts with a single. Oh, my God. And I have to say, it was absolutely awesome to see a pipe band in the top 10 in the UK charts. And this one hit number three. So it was really quite high. And for a while, we were thinking, this could be number one. 
you know? But unfortunately, at number one is that guy doing that sea shanty thing. Whatever that nonsense is. It needs more pipes. Uh, so Methylon District <laughs> released a brand new single along with Cameron Barnes uh, called From Now On. And it's to, all to celebrate the band being 25 years on the road. And all proceeds from the sale of this single is all going towards the band, helping them afford new uniforms. Uh, I think they actually said new tunics and hats and stuff is what they need. <laughs> so this has obviously helped uh, with all of that. So hopefully, coming up in a future Big Rab show, we will be talking to Cameron all about the release of this single, his involvement in it, and just the whole excitement around the whole thing. About getting a pipe band into the charts. You know, the regular UK pop music charts. Simply brilliant. And if you haven't heard the track itself, guys, honestly, you're doing yourself a disservice. You need to hear this, okay? I'm telling you now. Do you know what? I'll maybe play you a little clip of it right now. So yeah, here's Methylon District with Cameron Barnes and a little clip from now on. I drank champagne with kings and queens Politicians praise my name But those were someone else's dreams From the pitfalls of the man I became for years and years I chased their cheers At the crazy speed of always needing more But when I stop and see you here I remember who all this was for And from now on These eyes will not be blinded Ah, there you go. Now go and check out Methyl and District Pipe Band on their social media. They've posted all the links there. Of course, you can get it on Apple Music. You can get it on Amazon as well. I think Google and all that kind of usual places where you would normally get music. Uh, I think you can stream it as well on Spotify, all that sort of stuff. And every purchase, every stream really does help those guys uh, raise some much-needed funds for the band. Uh, so, yeah, what a fantastic way to celebrate 25 years on the road by hitting quite a high position in the UK pop charts. Congratulations, guys. So, I have to give again another shout-out to our Patreon faithful. Yeah, if you guys are over there on Patreon, you'll probably already see a little interview that we've recorded with Cameron. So that might already be up there in video form hmm, on our YouTube channel, which hasn't seen the light of day yet. But you Patreon folks would see that. But hopefully we'll be bringing that to next week's podcast. So there you go. All right, swiftly moving on. Uh, I have to give a special mention to this week's favorite section of the show. Yep, it's time for the Weekly Drone. Now, I've got no idea what this week's Weekly Drone is, uh, but I've just seen the email bounce in from Aaron just there now, just as I'm talking. <laughs> Literally, as I'm recording this, my phone went zzz, and there's the email. Okay, so without further ado, let's introduce this week's Weekly Drone. <laughs> the Weekly Drone. The latest document uploaded to the RSPBA website, entitled Reference Information on Competition Format, has been compiled by the RSPBA Music Board. This document is described as a merging of information regarding a number of rules and processes 
from a handful of different documents currently in circulation. Whilst it may appear to be helpful to the music board themselves, and all credit to them for the fact that they have shared this with the wider membership, it does appear to highlight some changes that have been made to the rules that were never put to the wider membership for approval. Now whilst I may be naive to assume that in this member-led organisation that the membership itself, the bands, would have a say on changes to their rules. This document again demonstrates that we are very much now in an association where the members have little control and only certain individuals have the authority to make changes that have far-reaching impact on all of us. One thing to note is that this document cements the new rule regarding when to run qualifiers within Grade 1. The previous agreed benchmark was that no qualifier round was necessary unless you had 22 bands or more competing. This benchmark was applied to all grades in the past at all majors. With the era of the two-day worlds and the contractual agreements that the board of directors have entered into with promoters of the events, such as local authorities, the RSPBA faced a problem in 2019 when only 15 bands entered the World Championships in Grade 1. No need to run a qualifier under the current rule, therefore little need for Friday performances, as they were no longer necessary. But due to the contractual agreements, the Friday Worlds was to go ahead, and that year, with all four sets, results combined to find the winners on the Saturday evening. This was obviously due to be the case again, with less registered Grade 1 bands, and so it appears the threshold for Grade 1 has been lowered to 18 bands now. And this ensures that there is a definite need to hold a qualifier in Grade 1 every time, and therefore ensuring that there is content to sustain the Friday programme. The big problem is the membership were not told about this change in the rules. This change, as recommended by the Music Board, has been rubber-stamped by the Board of Directors and simply passed into the rules. It is effectively a change to competition format, and it would be prudent that such changes which affect member bands would at least be put to them to agree or to come to a compromise on. No such activity with the current shape of our association. The them and us mentality prevails. Another change in this music board document sees a change to the format of drum major contests at the Worlds. The field pilot in 2017 saw a change to the adult contest, where semi-finals and a final were brought in. This pilot was ushered in on the say-so of one drum major adjudicator, who was supported by one member of the board of directors. It was not approved by anyone else. In fact, this pilot came about without any discussion or approval of member bands, the drum majors themselves, or indeed even the music board. Perplexing to say the least, but obviously the board of directors recognised the failing of the normal approval processes, and the contest format for adult drum majors at the Worlds reverted to the normal agreed rules for the 2018 and 2019 World Championships. 
This document now appears to present a change to the current format again, in that semi-finals of 10 and a final of 6 will now take place at the Worlds. Again this appears to have been a new attempt by the same drum major adjudicator, and this time the music board have agreed the change. Another problem though is there is a big flaw in the ruling itself as it appears to read that the new semi-final of 10 and final of 6 format for the World Championships applies to all drum major grades. Perhaps if this had all been put to the membership, the flaws could have been spotted, amendments could have been made, and then it could have went to a vote at a future AGM. Again, the them and us mentality appears to have prevailed. One funny thing also to note is that the very last words of the music board document attest that the RSPBA management now have control of the weather. The biggest question to ask is how has our organisation, an association of pipe bands, now become a place where if a member band has an idea to change, rationalise or pilot a new way of doing things. They have little or no mechanism or ability to bring about the change. Yet it appears one person or one select group of people can decide that they want to change things. Things that affect us all. And that can be done without even a moment's thought. This demonstrates a total lack of respect for the member bands. And worse, a total lack of respect for the agreed principles that are already in place for due process and ensuring the rights of members in their own member-led organisation are upheld. The Weakling Drone Ah, yes. Thank you, Weekly Droner. And, uh... Yeah, we've seen the publication of this. Um, so, yeah, we don't know who the weekly droner is, by the way. And again, we have to keep reminding you that these are comments and thoughts by you guys, the listeners. These are not the thoughts and feelings of the Big Rab Show. I have to put that across. <laughs> but yeah, Weekly Drone is completely anonymous. If you would like to help and submit your own thoughts and feelings and goings on, then, you, of course, bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. Now, like I said, we did see the publication of this document, and um, yeah, we weren't too confident in it. We were a little bit unsure, thinking, this was kind of published back in October, and was kept under wraps, and wasn't really published online until this past week. And um, we do have a little bit of a suspicion that it was possibly published this week, because it coincided with the announcement that the RSPBA annual general meeting will be held online. Yes, because of COVID-19 restrictions and all the rest and not being allowed to have face-to-face meetings, uh, the annual general meeting will be held on Saturday the 13th of March. Now, this will all be held online and apparently they will be contacting band secretaries and that about how to join the meeting. Now, this is kind of a turn-up of the books compared to what happened last year. Last year, band secretaries and that simply weren't invited. There was a chosen few who were invited And if anyone else had questions, they all had to be submitted and questions were prior approved. So that was all sorts of a debacle. 
Uh, so they came under criticism for that. So I'm glad to see the RSPBA are now fixing that. And they're putting out a general admission invite for all band reps, basically. So all band secretaries. Um, so, yeah... I'm not going to go through this document and read it verbatim, but I would like you guys to go and have a look at it. It does make for some interesting reading. As far as competition bans are concerned, it doesn't really make much in the way of changes uh, to the actual rules and stuff. There are some in there, uh, but for drum majors, it does have a bigger impact. Obviously, there's some rule changes in there which haven't really been you know, submitted to bands and stuff and their opinions asked. Bands haven't had opportunity to vote on it and all of that. It just seems the music board have decided these are the rule changes and that's it. So very interesting, very interesting document. Uh, so go along, have a read at that. It's up there now on the RSPBA website. They probably will not thank me for drawing your attention to it. Uh, I do get the impression that they wanted to publish it and forget about it uh, because it was actually published here in the UK UK time, it was about 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, whenever it actually hit the website, hoping that no one would notice. But, oh no, ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, we never sleep. <laughs> so we managed to catch it, so there you go. And clearly, our weekly droner caught it as well, so there you go. Uh, so, yes, thank you, weekly droner. Now, like I said, if you do have any opinions at all about anything that we talk about here on the podcast, or even anything in the piping scene that maybe we're not aware of and we haven't caught then please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Just title it Weekly Drum. Or the best way to do it actually is through our website because that way it keeps it completely anonymous. There's no email addresses, nothing like that. No identifying factors. And uh, yeah, bigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drum. Yeah, and that's where you do it. Completely anonymous. Okay, now I have to give a little shout to PipesDrums.com this week who published an article and this one was really quite interesting. It goes on to say that the worlds are set in stone regardless of other UK events being cancelled. Now we did say this on previous podcasts when we mentioned that the Glastonbury Music Festival had been cancelled. Now, this was a huge music festival here in the UK and we were expecting, well, if Glastonbury's pulled the plug then surely the worlds will be cancelled well the guys at pipestrums.com reached out to glasgow life of course they're the organizing company responsible for the worlds and they said they said that uh when asked whether the glastonbury cancellation will influence any decision regarding the world championships they said no it doesn't glastonbury and the world pipe band championships are very different kinds of events with different audiences and very different site requirements, which mean they aren't comparable. Now, Glastonbury, whenever you consider, it pulls in about a quarter of a million people. 250,000 people would turn up to the music festival to hang out, drink beer and listen to music. And the World Championship, yes, is smaller. Now, I think it's on average between twenty-five to 50,000 people would attend the Worlds in any given year. Um... But that's still quite a number of people packed into Glasgow Green. And uh, yeah, but it is a different event. I do understand that. But still, it's a considerable amount of people, you know. And events of that size, at the moment, we are seeing it across the world that they're being cancelled. Just recently, we heard the news there, of course, of Maxville has announced that it has been cancelled. And a lot of people are really lamenting that. And I have to say, I'm right there with them. Maxville obviously seems to be quite a huge competition, pulling in bands from around the whole scene to attend. 
and it's just gotten to see that they're now having to pull the plug. I think the committee meeting on January 30th, at the time, you know, they kind of agonized over this. And in the statement, I think, that they published on their website, saying that they never thought they would have to make this decision, especially two years in a row. But they had no choice. The Glengarry Highland Games president, Eric Metcalf, said in a statement after much discussion, all are in agreement that this year's 2021 Games are just not going to happen. Now, in that statement that I've read, of course, that's available on Pipestrums.com again, they've been covering the cancellation of Games quite religiously a lot. Um, It's absolutely heartbreaking, you know, when you hear about events like this. Uh, I've also heard that Chicago, as well, is also cancelled. We've got an email here from Jim Sim. And he tells us the same, that Chicago, you know, is one of the biggest events, obviously. And it's, yeah, it's cancelled as well. So we are starting to see the cancellation of a lot of different events around the US. And not so much here in the UK, although we are waiting for it. We do know it's coming. Uh, So whenever you're reading reports like this that Glasgow Life are saying that the world's is happening, come hell or high water, you, you do kind of second guess it and think, well, really, guys? Seriously? I know a lot of bands already, at the moment, have already drawn a line under this season. Now, I'm not going to name names, but I do know bands that have already said, well, come on, that's it. Season's not going to happen at this point. It's now running into February, and we haven't even gathered up together once to practice in nearly over a year. And the actual fact to get into a band hall, get a medley set together, ready to hit the competition field, no. No, there's been a lot of bands out there just say, nah, it's just not happening. You know, even if we are allowed to practice together again in the coming weeks, coming months, there's no way they'd be possibly ready for a competition season come August, you know, for the Worlds. A lot of bands are just saying that it's simply impossible. I know, and I'm not, again, I'm not naming names, so if you are listening to the pod, I'm not naming you, I'm not shaming or anything like that. Uh, so if you do identify with what I'm saying, please don't call me out and say, hey, Rob. You said it was our band. No, I never. I didn't mention any names. I do know there are some bands that are severely, severely in trouble with finances and they're deep in the red. Because they haven't been able to fundraise and stuff and keeping a band going during a pandemic has proved to be nigh on impossible. So I do know a lot of bands are really financially struggling and a lot of bands' membership, in fact, has just all walked away, found something else to do with their time. And the fact of trying to pull them back into a band hall might happen, it might not. So, guys, out there in the piping scene, bands are in a real dire state at the moment. And, yeah, when we're talking that the RSPBA plan to open the gates again on the first major in May, I don't know. I really have my doubts. You know, bands here in the UK specifically haven't been able to practice together, so whether we'll be ready for the grass... I don't know. I don't know. But if it's my opinion, I can't see it happening just as quick as what our RSPBA would like to. I think that's what I would like to put across. Although, I would love to be proven wrong. All right? I want this to be stuff that Rob got wrong. Please make it stuff that Rob got wrong. I want to see bands back on the grass in May. Man, that would make my year. But um, I just can't see it. I don't know. I guess I'm being pessimistic now. And I'm normally optimistic. All right, let's move on to the next little bit of news story that dropped in the piping scene. Well, not specifically in the piping scene, but the music scene in general. I have to give a mention to PRS, which obviously is the licensing 
uh, firm who pay musicians royalties. Well, they've announced something recently that'll have repercussions for people who are, you know, organizing online performances. Now, this has a huge impact to our trad world. A lot of our traditional musicians have been, you know, doing like Facebook live streams, you know, playing tunes in the house and stuff and keeping people entertained around the world. There's been a number of uh, like functions and things like that that have been ran solely online. Well, PRS for Music are now saying that here in the UK that online live concerts now need to be licensed. And this also includes small-scale live-streamed gigs. Now, PRS are throwing it down the line that they are trying to support com- you know, composers and musicians by paying them what they're due through their license fee. So through your royalty check that you would get if you're a composer, PRS wants to pay you if your tune was ever played in an online concert. However, a lot of these online concerts and stuff are ran free of charge. The musician themselves just turns on their camera at home on their cell phone or whatever and just films themselves playing tunes. If they now have to consider it's not as easy as putting a camera on and just playing and they now have to consider actually purchasing a license for this, they might think twice about it. So we might actually see a reduction in online live stream concerts or gigs or yeah, people playing tunes in their living room. Which we can see, honestly, as a negative, although it is a positive at the same time. We understand that PRS are trying to support our musicians through such a difficult time as a pandemic. And this license, through the performance of their music, it's only right that they should get paid. So, yeah, support our musicians, support our composers. Completely agree with that. However, is this the right way to do that? By licensing it? I don't know. One of our commenters, of course, on our Facebook page said... Oh my goodness, is there nothing we can't throw a tax on here in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of people agreed with him. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you know, you guys can of course check out our Facebook page, you can go and check that out. We have published all the details, of course, all about what PRS for Music are doing with the licensing here in the UK. And as always, you can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> Indeed. So, moving on to the next story. I have to give a mention this week to the Chattanooga Pipe Band. Now, they're looking forward, actually, to field a Grade 5 band for this potential up-and-coming 2021 season. They're also busy in recruitment mode as well, so if you're a piper or drummer who lives anywhere near the region, they want to hear from you. So, they would like to hear from you, whether you're a complete beginner or experienced, then, yeah, please message them, give them a shout, because, like I said, they would love to field a band in Grade 5 for this incoming year with a bit of luck so shout out to the chattanooga pipe band shout out to you guys good luck to you on your recruitment drive have a good one all right i have to give a mention this week actually to the, the piping world of tiktok go on tiktok now tiktok is a funny old app really where i still don't fully understand it if i'm totally honest but there is a thriving piping community over there on tiktok now and yeah, it seemed to be whenever I was first mucking about on TikTok, yeah, there wasn't much piping and drumming. There was me and there was Piper Stu, of course, from the Up to the Line pod, and there was a few others, but not much. Well, this last while, there seems to be a, a bit of an explosion. Bagpipers seem to have found the TikTok app, and a load of you guys out there are now busy recording videos of yourselves playing and posting them to TikTok. Now, one of them, I have to say, honestly, is the bagpiping queen of TikTok. And I'm sure she's listening. She'll probably be laughing at that right now. Shout out to Alison Crowley Duncan. Now, if you guys have seen Alison on TikTok, 
Her videos seriously get hundreds of thousands of views and thousands upon thousands of likes. And uh, she has amassed a huge, huge following over there on TikTok. Now, she's quite the ambassador for the piping scene. She gets asked a lot of questions about playing bagpipes and the wearing of the kilt and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, she's fit for all the questions, you know, very knowledgeable and gives it in a way that is completely understandable to the non-piping fan. So... Who knows, we might have Alison on the show to talk all about her TikTok adventures. Uh, because this app is a, it's a new animal, you know. And uh, yeah, for me, some of the times it's women dancing about in bikinis. Hey, look at me, I'm jumping about in a bikini. And then I flick to the next one and it's some guy riding a skateboard and then absolutely wrecking himself. And then <laughs> the next video, uh, it's the most random random thing you know the maximum length of any video is 60 seconds and i I, you know you can have the attention span of a goldfish it's fantastic uh but i'm really a huge fan of the piping community there on tiktok and yeah you guys have been entertaining me no end so keep it up keep it up but yeah hopefully we'll get the queen of tiktok uh from the piping community allison on the show very soon and we'll chat all about her experience with tiktok awesome okay now we have to give a mention this week to waken district Go on, the Waken District. Now, what are they up to this week? It seems to be every week I'm mentioning them. Every single week, Wake is doing something. I don't know why, but every week they're up to something. Now, this week, they have just announced that they have purchased a brand new set of Matthew Shaw drumming drum pads. Now, Matthew actually personalized these drum pads too, making it black and white, of course, the color for Waken District, and then putting their band logo and stuff on it. It's very, very cool. Uh, so, yeah, I actually, I'm quite keen to try one of these Matthew Shaw drum pads. They look pretty cool. And they actually, they screw onto, uh, you know, like a regular camera stand. So you don't need one of these fancy drum harness things or drum pad stands for that matter. Just a regular old tripod that you would throw a camera on. You can buy for like five quid. It screws onto one of those and voila, you have an instant drum pad on a stand. Fantastic. So there you go. Shout out to Waken District and also a shout out to Matthew Shaw Drummond. These drum pads look incredible, man. And yeah, and very, very cool with the, you know, the customization and stuff that Matthew's able to do in these drum pads. They look pretty sweet. Yeah, and they sound good too. Yeah. Okay, for those of you online who are hunting for some music, of course, I want you to go and check out Music From Scotland. Now, that's a very specific Facebook page. And uh, yes, there's a lot of music up there and a lot of live streamed performances. A lot of them, I would say, are unlicensed. PRS. Uh, But yeah, I have to give a mention. This past week featured a performance from Ross Miller and Caitlin Ross, of course. Now, guys, this performance from Ross Miller was about an hour an hour long, and I could have sat and watched them for another five or six hours. The music from Ross and Caitlin was simply incredible. Oh, I cannot tell you just how amazing it is. Um, especially Ross's performance of uh, There's Gonna Be a Row. There's gonna be a row. Love that. And it sticks in my head. So, yeah, go and check that out. Ross Miller and Caitlin Ross were on there on Music for Scotland on their social media Go and check it out, guys. Seriously, blistering performance. Fantastic. Also, speaking of folks from the Celtic and folk music scene, I have to give a shout to Manran. Yes, Manran this past week have been running an online educational series on their YouTube channel. They have been giving live daily classes teaching people how to play instruments and specifically play tunes from their albums. 
Now, for instance, on Monday you were playing two four marches with Gary Innes, of course, on his uh, you know piano accordion. You also had beginner guitar course with Aidan on Tuesday. You had intermediate or advanced fiddle player with Owen on Wednesday. You had uh, you know Gaelic singing in that with Kim on the Thursday. Friday you also had Ellen piping in that. Which, oh man, so it's amazing to see Man Ran. I know they're not gigging at the moment, but it's brilliant to see the members of the band. You know, doing such a thing and actually getting the scene involved and actually teaching them tunes from your albums. That's fantastic. So for more information, of course, go onto YouTube, type in Manran and you can find their YouTube channel and join in these free online classes. They kick off here at 3.30 uh, and yeah, Monday to Friday and they're totally for free. So yeah, go and check it out, guys. It's been really a lot of fun. Okay, I have to give another mention, of course, for an event that's coming up shortly on February the 13th. Depending on when you're listening to this course, it might have already happened. Uh, But shout out to Bruce Gandhi and the Clubhouse Sessions. His next session, actually, is 2pm to 5pm Atlantic Time on February the 13th. For more information, you can go and check out Bruce Gandhi's social media page where he has been advertising it and all the rest. And, uh, yeah, telling you how you can go and sign up and all the rest, where you can get your tickets and all. I think it's $30 is the suggested contribution uh, via PayPal and all the rest. And, yeah, why not? Go and check it out. This is quite an incredible session that's ran. I think it's a monthly session now. Um, So, yeah, brucegandymusic.com for more details. Or you can check out Bruce Gandy's uh, social media. And that will all be happening on February the 13th, the next Clubhouse session. Uh, These are very, very popular. Yeah. Okay, I have to give a mention to good friend of the show, Xavier Bordeaux. Now, he has actually released a brand new YouTube uh, video performance of him from his Liam album. Now, I have to... Right, let's get this right, because I don't want to get it wrong. This is a set called Throw Away Your Television. It's a set of hornpipes. <laughs> I got that right. Throw Away Your Television. Now, the reason why I'm laughing is because every time I read it out, Loud here, chatting to ones in my own house. I always got it wrong. Uh, so throw away your television hornpipes by Xavier Bordeaux. Honestly, guys, it's a thumping set. And uh, wow, shout out to Xavier. It was so, so good. So go and check that out. It's on his YouTube channel now. Of course, we've shared it out on the Rab Show uh, Facebook page. So you can go and enjoy that at your leisure. Indeed. Also, this past week, I have to give special mention uh, to BBC Alba and the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year Award. The final was on the 31st of January and it featured Ali Levesque, who was, of course, the former winner from Project Smoke last year. And his performance was ridiculous! (sighs) Just ridiculous. So, yeah, shout out to Ali. Absolutely incredible performance, mate. Well done. I also have to give a special mention as well to Bradley Parker. Bradley Parker, who was there in the final, juking it out with some of the best in the game and really, really flew the flag for us pipers and drummers out there. Yep, so yeah, unfortunately he didn't win, however, but his performance was absolutely stellar. Well done, Bradley. Now, the eventual winner, of course, was Michael Biggins. Yes, Michael Biggins, of course, uh, from the band Trip. Now, if anyone's interested in catching Michael's performance and just finding out how exactly did he win, well, you can go and check it out now. It's on the BBC iPlayer, it's called. It's on their website, bbc.co.uk. Just type it into your search engine, Young Traditional Musician of the Year, and you'll see all the performances up there now. So well worth a watch. Trust me, guys, some seriously good music on there. Yeah. 
All right. Now, I did tell you guys that we were quite heavy on the comments front this week in listener mail. So let's get into this, shall we? Yeah, on the 31st of January, ourselves on the Big Rab Show, we posted a video on our social media, on our Facebook page, and we asked you guys, what was your opinion on the snake charmer? Yeah, our question was, any thoughts on the snake charmer? And we posted her latest video called Drunken Sailor, where she was playing sea shanties on the bagpipes. And, uh, Let's just say it's been one of our most popular posts ever that we've ever published on our social media, and I'm not all for good reason. We got a mixture of comments from around the piping scene. A lot of people really seem to love her. Uh, some comments like, don't take any notice of the doubters. They are probably jealous of your incredible talent. We also got some uh, comments as well saying, I think she does what she chooses to do very well and does it a far sight better than many who think they know they're better they think they know better i especially admire her for choosing her own path and sticking to it more power to her now also some people just simply said not for me uh, some people said uh, that i need to interview her. i need to bring her onto the show and some people saying that there are a lot of different styles of bagpiping and this was certainly one of them yeah, now a lot of the other commentary just wasn't quite as friendly as that. A lot of people saying that they hated her and this was terrible and she's doing a disservice to the piping scene and all the rest. And then what seemed to happen as it was kicking off and everyone got into a huge row, um, Archie herself, the snake charmer, actually got involved in the conversation. Apparently some one of her fan base actually sent her a link to the thread of what was being discussed and she actually joined into the fray so if you haven't con- if you haven't looked at this go and see how she's contacted us it's really interesting so archie herself actually said and i'll read this she says i was sent this thread by a friend and i would like to clarify a few things oh here we go the gloves are off so she says uh you guys are talking about i play the electronic bagpipes I'm holding the electronic bagpipes in this video. The sound that you hear in the video are from these electronic bagpipes. I'm not claiming anywhere that I played the acoustic bagpipe in this video. If you want to see me playing the acoustic bagpipe, then she sends a link. Uh, It also features Marco Foxo, one of the most prestigious guitar players in all of Spain. And I had the privilege of learning the instrument from him at Escola de Guetas Galicia which is not easy to say. I see someone commenting on this thread that you do not need to blow air into red pipes. While such a feature exists to believe every red piper uses it, it is ignorant. It is downright unusable for live or studio setting as you do not get control over things like bending notes, overblown and stop and go sections. The actual usage requires blowing into the pipes just like any other acoustic set and... To think that something stupid that I play on its own, that's just daft. Finger work. Again, all wrong. Info being passed here, people here who have a red pipe set would agree that the fingering on the chanter is of GHB by default. And if a great Highland bagpipe, I think she means there, by default. And if you play extended notes from the from the next octave, much like you do in the Gators. Whether you like it or not, it is a very empowering feature and takes a substantial amount of time to master. 
the ones who can't stop yapping about how fake red pipe playing looks like can head over to the red pipe's website to see what the fingering looks like. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, So, guys, I could go on and read the rest of all of her argument. She goes on to say how she studied at the College of Piping with Jim Jim McGilvery. And, uh, you know, she actually learned at the National Piping Centre under Finlay MacDonald as well. And, uh, you know, the argument continues. A lot of people read her commentary and just thought... You know, I don't know. They just decided to jump and just like really attack her. Uh, so as a result, we've had to actually censor some of her fans. Some of her fans were actively attacking people who had different opinions, getting personal with some of them, actually name calling and swearing at them. So a number of people who were fans of the, the Snake Charmer, we've had to actually ask them to either remove their comment that it was way too strong, or in some cases they refused. And they ended up having an outright ban because of just absolutely severe bad troll type behavior. Really awful. Uh, You know, getting away from the topic altogether and actually, you know, getting into people's personal lives, which is just uncalled for. So, guys, go and have a look at it. There was a huge row, a huge fight that broke out on our social media, on our Facebook page, all about the snake charmer. Now, ourselves in the Rab Show, of course, we have reached out to Archie. We have asked her. Will she appear on the show and talk to us all about this? You know, obviously she has received criticism for a number of years. And uh, there's no doubt that she is immensely popular. She has a huge, huge following on YouTube with thousands upon millions of views on her videos. And um, like it or not, she is a representative of the piping world to a lot of folks who think that that's what the piping world is. You know, playing shipping out to Boston and all the rest on these electronic pipes. And in doing so, a lot of people really get annoyed saying you're representing the piping world in such a negative way. Whereas some people are saying, this is cool, leave her alone, she's doing her own thing, you know. So we've reached out to Archie, we would love to talk to her, you know, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, probably not. Um, But yeah, if she is aware of any of you guys out there or do know of Archie and the Snake Charmer, we would love to talk to her genuinely to get her opinion and to talk about her experiences of this criticism and also what her feelings are about her place in the piping world because guys like it or not she's in the piping world you know she's part of it and to millions around the world she's the best piper in the planet you know and to folks out there who'd never heard of Wally McCallum, Stuart Little, Angus McCall, Terry you know they'd never heard of these huge big names that we would refer to as some of the best in the piping scene to everyone no it's the snake charmer she's it man you know so we would love to talk to her if possible to actually talk about this it'll be really fantastic so there you go that's an open call to the snake charmer you're welcome on the show anytime all right swiftly moving on i wanted to give a little plug this week to the charleston indoor virtual solo pipe and drumming competition is going to be scheduled for yeah well it's happening you can get your registry registration in now and deadline is by February 26th. Now, yeah, this has grades all the way up from novice chanter all the way up to grade one and open grades, I think, as far as I know. 
Now, for more information, of course, you can check out Charleston Pipe Bands on their social media and their website. But if you have any questions as well, you can email them charlestonscottpiping at gmail.com. It has all your details up there, all your entry requirements, all your different categories and such. And also uh, how you have to email in your tune selections for certain grades. And your video submissions all have to be with them by March 5th. So there you go. There's a lot happening over there with the Charleston Pipe Band. And a shout out to you guys for running this incredible indoor virtual solo piping and drama competition. Very exciting indeed. So there you are. For more information, go and check them out all on social media or, of course, on their website, like I said, for more information. There you are. Okay, I want to give a special shout to a good mate of the show, actually, and Piper with Tully Lagging Pipe Band. Yeah, go on, the lagging. If I didn't do that, Andrew shall they follow me. <laughs> go on, the lagging. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Robert Black, who celebrated his 40th birthday. Ah, there you go. Happy birthday, Robert. And uh, yeah, the guys at Tully Lagging celebrated by producing a wee video for him, which was all sorts of fun. So fantastic stuff. From all your friends and family, the guys there at Tully Lagging wishing you a very happy 40th birthday. And we figured we'd give you a shout in the pod as well, mate. There you go. Many happy returns. Okay, I also have to mention, actually, uh, down under, uh, the Turakina Highland Games actually happened over the course of the weekend. And I have to give a special mention to Manawatu, Scottish pipe band, of course. Their grade one and grade three bands, respectively, managed to pick up the top spot in their grade. Now, their juvenile band as well placed second in their grade. Uh, So, I think overall, they had like 20... Manawatu players were also involved in the solo piping and drumming competition. So, hey, fantastic show on from the guys at Manawatu. And uh, it seemed to be a fantastic event all round. So, yeah, congratulations to everyone. We are still looking for footage and stuff uh, from that event. There was very little, actually, of it actually lived online. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see more from that. But, um, yeah, if anything, it's just great to see the piping and drumming is still happening down under. It's making us all incredibly jealous. So, Hey, it is what it is. There you go. <laughs> All right, before we get into this week's topic of the week, there's a couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, for a good friend of the show, actually, the website, essentiallynuts.co.uk. Now, these guys make uh, little pipers, little drummers, bass drummers, you know, uh, tenor drummers, drum majors, and little pipers, all out of nuts and bolts. And I, I actually have a couple of them myself. I had a wee drummer and a piper actually sitting in my metal piece. They're class. Now, they have a bit of a sale on on their website at the moment. If you are interested in picking yourself up some of these, and let's face it, who wouldn't be? They would make an incredible gift for someone. Or, as I know, for some competitions, they actually give them out as trophies. Uh, If you want to get a 20% off discount, uh, go to essentiallynuts.co.uk and type in the discount code FEB21. F-E-B-2-1, Feb-21, and you'll get 20% off your order. There you go. I figured I would draw your attention to that because that's really quite exciting. Yeah. Also, I have to give a mention to the Piping Hot Summer Drummer Weekend is coming up. Uh, I'll have more information, of course, on that as it gets closer to the time. But it's going to be happening February 26th to the 28th. And, of course, there's some of the big names in the piping game. You have Jack Lee, Reed Maxwell, Stuart Little, Stephen McWhorter, Callum Beaumont. The list goes on. So, yeah, if you do want to get some of the best tuition possible, get involved in this new virtual winter weekend. And, uh, yeah, just check it out on social media, uh, Piping Hot Summer Drummer, and how you can get your registration and all that sorted. And, uh, yeah, get some tuition from some of the best in the game. I'll talk more about that, I'm sure, as it gets closer to the time. 
Also, don't forget, tickets for the Kids with Cancer charity event are still available. You can go and get them now on Eventbrite. Yeah, they're still going. So the event is coming up February 20th. And uh, we'll possibly be talking more about it on a future pod. But yeah, go and get your tickets for it now. Avoid disappointment. The Kids with Cancer charity event coming up on February 20th. Go and grab your tickets. Like I said, it's on the eventbrite.co.uk website. (laughs) All right, one last news story, I promise. This is the last one. All right, I have to give a mention to Sean Maloney this week. Uh, He put up something really quite special on his social media not too long ago. He said, for those folks out there who were looking to get their hands on his late night collection book last summer when it was released, well, apparently you're now going to have a second chance because he's going to be re-releasing it. The same tunes and everything, but it will have a new typeset and possibly, possibly some new tunes will be in the mix as well. Now, as you guys heard here in the show, Sean found this book as a little bit of an unexpected hit. He wasn't expecting it to sell just as well as it did. Uh, So he's now having to re-release it a year later, all completely revamped. So shout out to Sean. We're very excited actually to see this new book, mate. And yeah, we'll keep us posted on the release of that uh, where folks can get their hands on it. Because like I said, the first The Late Night Collection from Sean Maloney absolutely just jumped off the shelves i was very lucky to actually get a copy um so yeah i'm looking forward to the re-release actually so we'll keep you posted on that okay guys that's it it's time for me now at this point after all of that news (laughs) it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week lonestarpiper.com your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade 
Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Hello, this is Scott Wood and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah yes, topic of the week time and you know I really enjoyed that cup of tea actually. So, yes, this week we are chatting to a bit of a bagpiping legend in the piping scene, Mr. Andrew Douglas, to find out everything that's been going on at the Piper's Dojo, plus something else that he has up his sleeve as well. Uh, Yeah, could we be hearing some new music, possibly? Maybe? Hmm. Well, let's let's not dilly-dally any further. You've waited this long. Let's introduce Mr. Andrew Douglas to the Big Rab Show podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. Quite a familiar face to the piping world, I have to say. Welcome, Andrew Douglas. How are you, Andrew? You well? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, it's funny uh, It's funny that you could be a well-known face just sitting here in your basement. I know. <laughs> in, in front of a green screen, but there it is. That's it. It is odd, isn't it? This whole lockdown carry-on where Zoom interviews have become the new normal. It's weird, like. It's bizarre. I mean, it's, uh, I mean if you ask me... Uh, you know, this is kind of what I was envisioning 10 years ago when we started the dojo Yeah, uh, is this kind of thing. But I didn't, I don't think I pictured it happening like this. <laughs> no, you know? no, that's for sure. So, well, there's a good reason why we have you on the show this week is, well, you just mentioned it, Dojo University. You guys are kind of in the middle of something quite exciting, just as this episode of the podcast is releasing. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, it's so um, I think this comes out on Wednesday. So, mm-hmm. uh, so does our new um, uh, our our new bagpipe freedom intensive program uh, nice. is coming out, and it's it's actually not new. We've we've done it once already. We did it in the fall, um, and it's definitely uh, definitely a little bit related to COVID. You know, there's a lot of people sitting around, um, kind of waiting for something to happen, and um, and so. I actually got together with Glenn Brown last summer and, and, um, and I was like, I have an idea for you because what I've always wanted to do this, we've got our sort of, um, we call it the five phases to bagpipe freedom. It's sort of the, uh, it's, it's the way that we structure the program at the dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've always wanted to do an intensive program across several weeks, but uh, it really needs a world-class uh, instructor and um, and basically, I was like, Glenn, how would you like to teach twenty five hours a week for six for six straight weeks? And and of course, I you know, of course, we're partnering together, so he gets yeah. paid to do that. Uh, but basically, the program is a six week program, and uh, myself and the dojo staff runs it. But I think the number one thing is that you have two lessons a week with Glenn Brown throughout the program. Ooh. Uh, so it's uh, it's pretty sweet. Um, so basically, yeah. so basically, we have the program that we're working with people, and um, of course, I don't think your listeners can see me, but I've got like um, we've got a workbook that we send people, 
uh, when they sign up and a whole bunch of materials like this is what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then twice a week you get on with Glenn Brown and, and he helps you sort of one-on-one work through the material. And um, so anyway, it was this grand experiment the first time and we had a blast. It was incredible. And like, I knew people were going to get a lot better across six weeks, but I don't think anyone really, even Glenn is like, I can't believe, I cannot believe like how much better people are getting. Now I know I'm just, you know, I'm I'm trying to sell my program, of course, but, but it was really, really fun. I would encourage anyone interested to get involved because it's pretty neat. Sure. I have to be honest as a drummer, I'm only kind of dipping my toes in the piping world. Whenever you talk about bagpipe freedom, what do you mean by that? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely um, uh, a spin on on the fact that we are an American-based, uh, American-based ah. piping company. You know, okay, uh, bagpipe <laughs> freedom, a little bit of red, white, and blue sprinkled in there. But um, <laughs> so it's a little bit of a take on that. But uh, here's the big idea with that, which is, and and I mentioned we're, we're going to be. Uh, we're going to have been operating now for almost 10 years. I think in May, Wow. Uh, in May, I think that was in May of, sorry, let me just try and piece together English words here. Uh, in May of 2011, I think that's when we first started doing these online classes. So that's really when the, the dojo, as we know it, kind of started. Mm, that's and incredible. Then, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a- across the 10 years, I mean, at first it just started off like, I'm going to offer a couple of classes to people. And, uh, but over time, it's kind of like, what are we really trying to do here? I mean, most of the people, some of the people care about solo competing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that are uh, in the dojo, but the vast majority of them don't. Um, some of them care about, um, you know, making the next level of their pipe band. Yeah, yeah. Most people really don't. I mean, that's just a small subset. Some people want to learn how to play P-Brock. Uh, some people, most people don't. Uh, some, some people want to study with Bruce Gandy and Callum Boma and Robert Matheson. Yeah. But guess what? But guess what? Most people uh, barely know who they are. Really? really? I mean, I mean, wow. maybe like, I mean, now they do, <laughs> uh, but I mean, so, so why, what are we really doing here? And like, what, um, you know, what's really important here? And over time, it's sort of come to the conclusion that I, like, I think the only thing that's universally true about all of our students is that they're trying to get to a point where they're not struggling with their instrument and where they can actually sort of express themselves freely on the instrument. And, right. um, and as you know, and all of our, our, all of your listeners and all of our students know, like the bagpipes might be one of the most difficult instruments in the world to achieve yeah. that, to achieve that point. And it's not to say that you're amazing. It's not to say that you're yo-yo ma level, but just like, but when I pick my instrument up, I want to be able to, uh, I want it to be able, I want to be able to kind of express myself in a meaningful way. There you go. That's pretty well put. Yeah. Hmm. You know, don't, don't you think? And I mean, it, anything so in piping well we already sort of mentioned the common ones like uh solo competing like for some people that's really meaningful but for a lot of people they could care less about competing like uh, as a matter of fact i think to many people that seems kind of ridiculous uh you know (laughs) and uh and then some people just want to play at their grandmother's birthday party 
that's it. You know, yeah. uh, some people want to play funerals, like a lot of people, especially in, in uh, the United States. Um, a lot of people are associated with service groups like the police department or the fire department. And, yeah. and they want to be able to play at, at, at funerals and memorials and, and important ceremonies. And that's the main reason they play. Yeah. But if you can't even if you can't even operate your instrument to the point where you're comfortable and where you can get it to sound good, uh, then none of those goals are going to come to fruition. Um, And so that's really what we're focused on. And and we, we use that word bagpipe freedom a lot now, and it really represents, it really represents uh, exactly what do you need to be able to do so that on any given day, you can pick your pipes out and start to pursue the really meaningful ways that you want to express yourself. There you go. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So would it cover things like maintenance, tuning, things like that, general setup, really? Or is it all about the playing element of it? Um, So are you referring to the six-week program or just the general? uh, Yeah, the uh, the six-week program. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, well, and and it is the same. The six-week program is just a super accelerated version Mm. of what we would normally do at Dojo University anyway. Uh, But um, so... Yes, it covers all that stuff. But you might be surprised um, where it really starts. um, And we don't feature this heavily in the marketing because a lot of people don't really love the first step. Uh, But the first step is uh, can you or can you not uh, play basic rhythms correctly? Wow, I'm taking it right back to brass tacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and again, it's like you don't want to lead with that. I probably shouldn't be talking about this on the air right now but um but yeah the first step is like um let's say you have uh um a jig okay and and remember a jig might seem advanced but but what we would do is for a lot of players is we'd slow the tempo down quite a bit Mm -hmm. um so it's like think of it kind of like you know a jig that for the purposes of learning and developing not so much for playing at Kaylee's quite yet but let's take a jig right a jig is in six eight time and there are three divisions of each beat Mm -hmm. um okay and it's actually fairly straightforward but uh to me but I've also been playing for 25 years so (laughs) um and so a lot of times what we find is first of all uh folks need to learn to understand the basic rhythmic structure of a jig um and then they need to learn the basic rhythmic figures that are in there and then the the real difficult part for most people i would say 95 percent of people uh is that they are always ahead of the beat at first Mm. and you have to learn to kind of control your your, uh rhythmic patterns right and that's Mm. the first thing that we need to do because um if let's say you're always rushing the beat on one of these rhythmic figures well if we integrate the notes of the chanter and maybe some grace notes, but we don't have the timing correct. Yeah. Um, that causes a whole bunch of issues that might seem like finger work issues, but they're really rhythmic issues. So, so that that's the first step. And then, then we kind of, we kind of build on things from there. So I, I love um, that though, that you have that kind right. of foundation before you even go anywhere else that you're looking at things like phrasing, holding to the right rhythms and stuff like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And in general, right. So generally in the, in the normal dojo ecosystem, um, I think if you only did rhythm until you got it for some people, that'd be no big deal because maybe they have some musical background or maybe they listen to a lot of music when they, 
were growing up. And so it's just sort of naturally in them. Uh, but for a lot of people, if all they were allowed to do was just clap rhythms until they got it right, I think they would definitely quit the dojo and they might even quit piping. So like, so, uh, so you can't only do that. You have to mix it with things that are enjoyable and interesting. And sometimes you don't worry so much about rhythm and you just try to play the tune. Um, but we kind of uh, explain it like a, like a diet where um, you have the healthy foods that you're supposed to eat on the diet. Um, and then like some diets allow like a cheat day or something. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but, but needless to say on any diet, there's a combination. You're going to do some combination of the foods you're supposed to eat and then foods that are delicious, but not necessarily good for you. And yeah. the balance, the balance that you choose will determine like the rate at which you get better. Yeah. Yeah. The rate of improvement. Yeah. Well, that yeah, makes perfect so, sense. Right. So if you can stomach, you know, if, like, let's say you have an hour a day, if you can stomach 45 minutes of solid practice on, let's say rhythm or, mm -hmm. uh, or basic exercises or something, uh, if you can stomach 45 minutes, that's great. And you'll get better quite fast. But, you know, um, if you could just do 15 minutes, uh, and then from there you move on to just kind of horsing around and enjoying yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you'll probably just experience slightly slower developmental rate. That's indeed. And you get out of it what you put into it, I suppose. Yeah. 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 And the, the six week program that we have with Glenn are for people who want to go 110%. It's funny. Um, Glenn, Glenn is like, why do you say that 110%? I hate that. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he hates when people say 110%. So let's say 100%. 100%. Um, we go 100% for six weeks and it's, it's a little bit crazy. The, people go, people get really frustrated and, um, and like kind of annoyed uh, in the first couple of weeks because at some point you hit the wall and that's where we need to be doing the work. Yeah. So in the first couple of weeks, everyone was like, oh, I can't believe, I can't <laughs> believe Andrew's making us do this. But by the sixth week, people were begging for, us to extend the program longer wow there you go so yeah you so, did get a lot out of it yeah so cool. where can folks go to check out more information on this then andrew where can they check it out so um dojouniversity.com slash freedom there you go yeah it's that simple That's um, simple and um i will say that uh the first time we did this it was almost sold out after the first day Wow. Um, like they do go fast yeah. and, and obviously there's only so much time Glenn has in his schedule. So, um, so it's 20 to 25 people is the maximum that we can allow in. And go. so, um, so you got to act fast. That's kind of exclusive then. Yeah. That's, you know, a real yeah. bunch of hardcore folks that want to do this six week intensive program. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was surprising the first time we did it, it was an experiment. Uh, now it's more official and we will try to do it again. Uh, sometime uh, before the end of 2021 as well. Um, it's going to be sort of something that we do a couple times a year now, I think. Fantastic. Yeah, I love the sound of it. And I wish you every success with it, Andrew. No, yeah, thank you. Now, I have to say, to those of you listening to the podcast or watching this video right now, we have an ongoing promotion with the Pipers Dojo at the moment, $1 for 30 days premium. That will be ending. Uh, come the end of February, that will be ending. So, just to forewarn you, if you're looking to sign up and take advantage of that offer, go to our website now and get it now before it's gone. 
but I have to ask you then, Andrew, you guys, you guys have been online teaching now for years, well, nearly a full decade, like you were saying, or longer. Uh, you guys have been ahead of the curve when it comes to online tuition. Have you any hints and tips for folks who are thinking, uh, you know, I might give lessons online or I might take my hand to this teaching thing? You know, I mean, any, any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I have, I have definitely have thoughts. Um, I was, are they, are they well-formed? Definitely, probably not. But yeah. I would say that, um, I would say that um, the number one thing that we've learned over 10 years has been that you need to listen to what your um, customers yeah. actually want. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing we've learned. So when we first started, we were doing what I see a lot of people do now, which is, um, hey, I teach bagpipe lessons. Come get lessons with me. There you go. That's Um, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to make you the greatest bagpiper. And and that's cool. (laughs) And and, and it's it's a good place to start. But what we, uh, as we did that over time, you know, the things that were important to me, like, I don't know, fixing embellishments and getting that expression just right and learning how to get a great tone out of the instrument. Most people don't even know they want that yet. Um, and you, you have to kind of figure out what people actually want and, uh, and you have to explain to them, right? Like, let's say you want to acquire a new student. You have to uh, explain to them in a way they understand uh, why you're mm-hmm. a value, especially right now. I mean, the market's extremely saturated right now. That's it. There's a load of people all giving lessons and all of them have varying different degrees of success too, you know, mm-hmm. and people measure success differently as well. You know, if you can play with your band in the St. Patrick's Day Parade, for some people, that's a win. But for that's others, right. it has to be treading the boards at Glymphitic. You know, there's two that's extremes. Right. <laughs> How does the dojo kind of, you know, look at those two ends of the market? Do you know what I mean? Uh, so it's a great question. And the answer is... <clears throat> Um, and then that's changed over the years, for sure. When we first started, like we were desperate for grade three pipers and grade two pipers. And, yeah. you know, um, and it's true. I think if I, I think I'm confident that if I applied my program with a grade one player or even a professional level player, I'm confident my program could do great things for them. But you have to come to terms with the fact that's not your target market. Yeah. Um, like my, those people already have a great plan that's working really, really well for them, uh, which is why they are where they are. So um, they're probably never going to switch over and try my program. They probably. Yeah. Um, if they did, I think they'd, uh, they'd find it extremely useful, but they're probably not going to. And so like, and so for us, we, you know, we've, we've gradually realized that the, um, the people we can help the most are the beginners and the intermediates. Yeah, those guys who are climbing that ladder to get to that top flight. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, you know, and if anything, I would recommend your program to advanced players. I have, you know, pointed a lot of what I be with classes, advanced players to the dojo because you guys have a wealth of experience of teaching online, you know. Have you, I don't know, have you any kind of like areas of online teaching where you think that you guys really excel? Uh, What do you mean areas? Areas such as, well, like one-to-one Zoom tuition and stuff like that, or? Well, we do none of that. Uh, None of it, no. I mean, um, yeah, very little. Mm -hmm. When you first sign up for a Dojo U premium membership, uh, 
yeah. we have us we do have uh strategy sessions one-on-one with the new member to mm-hmm. kind of help point them in the right direction but we actually do none of that i think um and and then the people that work with us like bruce gandy he teaches on the dojo he teaches lectures regularly yeah. um cam drummond uh pipe major robert matheson i'm trying to think uh who else we have on regularly well glenn is on regularly um yeah. callum beaumont comes on fairly regularly so these are uh these are top players and they teach some classes for us but if someone is really interested in one-on-one tuition we'll generally say you know basically we'll just refer them directly to one of these guys you know these are sort of our partners Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah we don't do one-on-one tuition because um there are people who specialize in that and do a great job one-on-one tuition is very different than um it's very different it is yeah that's more of a classroom environment i suppose mm-hmm. yeah and some people thrive in that you know having your peers next to you and it's kind of you know it challenges you to improve yourself. yeah yeah it's a bit controversial right i mean especially here in the northeast united states you know a lot of people won't send people to the dojo because they feel like the dojo has taken a lot of uh of of their individual students away uh, but my response to that and anyone that's been a member at the dojo for a long time will tell you um i believe the perfect cocktail would be a dojo u membership which is not expensive it's less than the cost of one uh quality individual lesson right so yeah a, a dojo u premium membership combined with regular one-on-one tuition would be like the ultimate um combination um you know i i really do think that when people ask me for private lessons uh i say i i I don't do it anymore i used to do it but um it's just not in my lane anymore yeah no that's it indeed Something that is in your lane, though, Andrew. See, I'm a professional radio guy. I can link into this. Um, yeah, so you, you, are, you are better at the segue than anyone else in, in piping media right there. That was, folks, if you didn't know, that was a segue right there. That was a segue, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you're in the process of uh, releasing some new music, actually. Yes. Yeah, tell us about this then, Andrew. What, what's happening? Uh, it's, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, because the, really the story, so I'm, I'm releasing um, uh, an arrangement of Alex C. McGregor uh, that I've done on Monday, and it's going to be on Spotify, iTunes. Should You should theoretically, like I was explaining to you before the show, I don't really yeah. know what I'm doing yet, but uh, <laughs> theoretically, you if you search for Andrew Douglas uh, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you stream your music, um, I should pop up as of February 1st and my new track should be on there. Uh, but it's, it's funny because uh, it's really just music that's been rejected by the band or other bands. Um, and <laughs> I, I like, see. so, yeah. so I'll come up with an idea. And I, um, back when Inverary was playing Alex C. McGregor, um, I came up with like a little, a little potential ender to the medley that I thought was quite cool. And it ended up getting rejected by, by the band. Uh, which is like, you know, very common as, as someone who writes a lot of music for the band, nine out of 10 ideas, you know, between yeah. Stephen McCorder and Allie Henderson. And then like, you know, uh, Stuart just usually lets others do all the rejecting on his behalf, <laughs> but uh, you know, nine out of 10 ideas get shot down. So um, 
which is fine, but I do have like a backlog of these ideas. And then um, the other thing with the, the Blair digital chanter, um, it's actually quite handy. Mm. Um, and I can just sit in, in my home basement here, just sit in the basement and play around with ideas and do some musical arranging and stuff like that. So that's sort of, uh, so that's sort of how this project has, has evolved. Yeah, because uh, the the chanter has made it so easy to record now. I know from yeah. home, you know, just plug it in and give an instant audio in there. You know, so uh, this is all like your own arrangements. Are are we looking at any original compositions as well, Andrew? Uh, it's possible. It's possible, but usually, um, uh, or I would say often, or or you know, working with pipe bands is usually my ideas. Uh, come from well-known tunes already it's kind of like it'll kind of take a different spin on it Um, and so most of what I have in the pipeline are arrangements of well-known tunes which is kind of cool right I mean it's yeah um, it's kind of cool to hear things in a new way and um, uh, yeah so and I've got a new I've got a second track that'll be coming out eventually as well it's already it's already mostly done but yeah I'll just kind of drip these out I think as uh as they come just kind of uh, I do play around quite a bit on the computer with musical ideas. And so kind of during COVID times and I don't have the band is not going full speed right now, obviously because of COVID. So, so I've had a chance to kind of polish things up a tad and why not just put it out there. Exactly. Why not? So this, are we going to see an album, an EP, anything like that? Or like you say, just going to sprinkle them in every now and again? I don't know. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be hip and cool rap. (laughs) And I don't think, I don't think the kids are making albums anymore. I see that. That's not punk rock, is it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't think (laughs) albums, I don't, I don't think albums are the thing. I think, I think that what you will see uh, is is occasional tracks being released you know on my artist yeah. profile on on itunes and and maybe if we you know i think certainly for the short run a lot of these will be kind of remixes of classic tunes so uh, yeah. so maybe there'll be enough material to kind of put together quote unquote an album over time we'll have to see we'll have to see what happens but um there we go we'll keep an ear out yeah. for that now yeah who knows the andrew douglas concept album <laughs> <laughs> well that already exists uh it's yeah. it's the greatest bagpipe album ever created um it's also on, no i'm just kidding I, nope. <laughs> just uh, we used to we used to um we used to joke when we were making it i so i did make a concept album when i was in college right wow. uh, or I in university yeah. yeah with a a, a a really cool musician named matt griffin kind of a uh experimental musician and yeah we made a concept album based on the p-rock uh, Gil Creest. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is, by the way, it's on that Spotify channel. If you want, uh, <laughs> if you want to hear it, it's there. Um, and I, I love that album. It was really, really fun. And so basically we took the tune Gil Creest and, and I sort of deconstructed the story of the tune. It's a very dramatic story. Mm. Um, and it was basically a, a, a big a giant war between uh, the McDonald's and the McKenzie's. Um, but as, as it turns out, there were other P-Rocks that were associated with that uh, conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we kind of, 
I weaved a bunch of the different melodies together and we kind of tried to make a story out of it. And um, I love that. That sounds try, incredible. Check it out. Check I'm it out. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm going to throw it on my search engine when this is over. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, And it's all, all of the piping in that on that album is improvised. Oh, wow. So, yeah. you know, uh, so every Free track, form. yeah, every take that I did for that album was different. Um, and I kind of took the best take that I liked and, and yeah, like that was in our, that was in my experimental, uh, like weird, weird days. I'm a little bit more square now and I, <laughs> and I just like to play the GS McLennan tunes, you know? There you go. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> so Andrew, I have to ask you then, uh, obviously 2021, we know is going to be another difficult year for the piping scene. Yeah. Um, what is our how do you see the future for Dojo U and yourself personally then running forward this year? Well, Dojo U is uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing what we do. Hmm. Um, we're going to, you know, and, and like I said, it's, it's, it's got a lot of clarity right now with the whole bagpipe freedom thing. And I think it's resonating with a lot of people. So we'll yeah. be doing that. And um, yeah, so Dojo U is fairly straightforward. I, I do, I do think that, uh, the piping world as we know it is changing forever. I yeah. do think that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I do think we'll get back to um, doing what we used to do, but, but yeah, things, things will be different, won't they? I mean, um, yeah. there are, there are some, there are some aspects of our culture and our, you might call it our industry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, we're, we're not equipped for this. Some elements of it, we're just really not equipped for this at all. And, mm. and they'll, and they'll, they will have disappeared by the time we get back to normal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you there. I think, you know, whenever we get back on the grass again, it'll be a very different piping scene for sure. Yeah. But I'm sure you and I could talk about the future of the scene for the next three or four hours. But Andrew, I have to let you go, mate. And I have to say, thank you for taking time to chat to us on the show, man. It's great to have you. Yeah, I'm glad we could connect. And, uh, you know, you know me, I love to talk about stuff. So I know, me too. Yeah, that's why I work. I mean, you're the first, you're the first person I've talked to above the age of five. That's not my wife uh, in a year. So (laughs) that's not true. That's not true. (laughs) But yeah, the lockdown and all of that, it's horrible, you know, and I have to say thank you to Dojo for keeping people playing, you know, keeping people connected is something as well. You know, it's a whole community. It is. It's cool. It's really cool. And I think, um, you know, yeah, it's really cool. And I can't take credit for some of that, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a, you know, grumpy curmudgeon in many ways, but like the, the, the students really run away with that kind of thing don't they and they they make it a really special place um and that some of that stuff i never could have planned no that's yeah the whole community is just taking a life of its own and it's brilliant to see it's thriving andrew thank you so much and again can you just remind us where can folks go to get information on this backpack freedom uh dojouniversity.com slash freedom for the freedom intensive and then um yeah, go to your Spotify or your iTunes or wherever you stream your music on February 1st and check out uh, the go. new the new uh, remix of Alex C. McGregor. That's it, yeah. indeed. Yeah, oh, I look forward to that. Andrew, thank you so much, man. Uh, take care. I'll hopefully catch up with you again. 
Sounds great, Rab. Thank you very much. Ah, fantastic stuff. And there you have it. That was Andrew Douglas there. And uh, yeah, guys, if you want to check out Andrew's new music, like he was talking about there, this brand new track, uh, just have a look at your show notes right now to the podcast you're listening to. There's a link in there in the show notes where you can go and check it out. It's available on Spotify and all that kind of stuff where you can go and stream it and buy it and all the rest. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing track, actually. So there you go. All right, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you so much for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, if you haven't already, please do subscribe. So then, yeah, as I upload another one, you'll get a little bing to get a little notification to let you know that there's one sitting there for you. Well, guys, like I said, if you have any comments, thoughts, or feelings on anything that we've talked about in this week's podcast, or even if you would like to contact us about anything else, then please do drop us a line. But the email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com is where you can get a hold of us. Or, of course, if you want to do it anonymously, there's our feature, Weekly Drone, which is thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. Now, we'll also catch you on our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, of course, each and every week, two hours of live piping and drumming over there. And, of course, if you would like to help support the show, then you can get your hands on tons of extra content, including the behind-the-scenes video that from this past week, the video diary of how it's made. Then go and check it out. It's all up there now on Patreon. Every click of support means the world to us. And, uh, yeah, you'll get exclusive early access to some of our interviews. You'll also get backstage things that we've done over the years, including episodes of Big Rab Show Plus and all of that, our Fuse FM catch-up stuff. All of that. It's all living over there on our Patreon page. So be part of the Patreon faithful and help support one of your favorite podcasters. There you go. All right, guys, I am out the door. Thank you so much for downloading. And we will hopefully catch you in the next episode where we will hopefully be in a bit of a brighter world next week. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm out the door. I'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.